Yes, today I am joined by sports business, sports business media executive, Big Fleet CEO, Chris Hannon. Chris, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on, John. Appreciate Everything, it. Everything's good. So you joined the Big Fleet, man. Congratulations on that. On top of your remarkable career, we'll still get into in a minute. But congratulations on joining one of the greatest leagues in sports. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm very fortunate and very excited to uh, have this opportunity. It's been a couple of months since I started, right. and it, it has been a sprint from the day I got into it. And uh, it really is a great organization with a lot of potential. So I'm I'm very excited about it. It's a in a lot of ways it's a dream job, and a lot of what I've done in my career kind of led up to this point. Yeah, speaking of a career, you had a, you had a remarkable career. You were a Fox Sports over like 16 years. Um, you were very flexible there. Also, you you took on different hats. I mean, you were a writer, producer, head of marketing. How was that time at Fox Sports for you, and how was it to being able, being able to adjust to every situation? Yeah, I mean, you know, my time at Fox was great. I was there for you know a little over 19 years. Um, from the beginning days, you know, Fox, you know, when it was the upstart, you know, had it NFL for a couple of years when I joined. I joined when. You know, Fox had bought all the regional sports networks. So really from its early days into what it became as, you know, the leader in sports uh, in a lot of ways with television and media, revolutionizing sports in different ways from broadcast. So it was a great job, great opportunity. I loved it, what I did there. And it right. was, for, for me, it was also the fact that, you know, my career evolved. You know, I, like you said, I started as a writer-producer and then worked my way all the way up to head of marketing, head of communications, um, and really uh, having a great run there. So it was exciting and, and got to be involved with so many great sports that I love and have passion for. Right. Yeah, and hard work pays off, always pays off. Um, how was it for you when you got recognized for the hard work? I mean, you were, you were um, notarized as 2012 Sports Business Journal's 40 under 40, uh, winner of the 25 Promax, um, the Telly of the Awards. How was that for you? Yeah, I mean, I think... I think that there's a certain validation within the industry that you get, um, you get a lot of great feeling about and, and it definitely um, gives you a sense of, of you've arrived and you've really been recognized for all your hard work. I also think just on a personal level from family, you know, to work your way up, you, you work pretty hard. That's a lot of hours and a lot of time spent away from your family. And, and so it also, you know, validates to them, you know, everything you've done and everything you've accomplished. So, you know, different awards I've won have been special and, and great, but I think that they, they mean a lot, uh, not just for myself, but the people I've worked with because, you know, no matter what you work in, whether you're in sports and you're on a team or whether you're in a business and organization, no one gets anything by themselves. No one does anything by themselves. So I think right. it's a credit to a lot of the people I've worked with as well um, that I got honored with different awards. Right. Experience is the best teacher, and you've held many titles in your career. How can you say each one helps you get to the point you are right now to help the big three grow even more? I think that the one thing that my experience at Fox or even more recently my experience working at WME is, is that you know, I've never been afraid to make mistakes, and I've worked for organizations that have been aggressive and have said, look, we're going to take shots. You know, we're going to take calculated right. risks, but we're not going to be afraid. And I think that suits, I like my, that. that suits my personality and it suits where I think I'm most successful being in those situations where we say, Hey, we're going to try, we're going to go after it. And right. we're not going to be afraid to fail. And you know what? You're going to fail sometimes and you're going to make some mistakes, 
but you take those and, and you learn from them and they help you get better in other places. And I mean, that's one of the things that really um, made the big three even more enticing and interesting because what Cube and Jeff Quatmus, the co-founders have, have, you know, started and what they've built. Right. Amy Trask, who I believe you had on your, your show recently, who's our chairman of the board, Clyde Drexler, they're, they're really doing special and unique things and trying things and, and building a league that um, is exciting. So it's kind of, you know, back to the future for me in a sense of like my early right. days at Fox that, you know, we're going to try things and we're going to do things. We're going to be different and we're not going to be afraid to fail. Right. And it is true. You miss 100% of the shots you're going to take. But at the same time, that's made calculated risk. Everyone needs to know that also. You can't go out there without a game plan to make a move without having something behind it. So, like, yeah, you got to take a chance. That's right. <laughs> yeah, there, 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 there's the wide open three, there's the contested three, and then there's the, right. silly, ha- there's the silly, you know, 25-foot shot with 20 left on, you know, or 10 seconds right. on the shot clock. So, right. that's, that's right. It's like, you know, take your, take your shots, but there's, there's, there's smart and dumb shots, right? So, right. I think you can take those smart shots. Definitely. In your time at management, um, you've learned a lot. Talk about the importance of focusing on a brand's strengths and weaknesses. I mean, like myself, I know my weaknesses, I know my strengths. I work on my weaknesses all the time, and I make my strengths stronger. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's knowing your strengths and weaknesses is the most important thing to be successful because you can't always lean into your strengths and just count on those. You also right. have to know how to lean into where you can support your weaknesses. So I've always tried to say, I know where I'm strong. I know where I'm weak. And what I'm going to surround myself with are people that are really strong where I'm weak, you know, and make sure that I, you know, make sure, I mean, I know what I'm good at. I know the type of person I am, but let me surround myself with people that aren't like me, you know, and and make sure that those people to a certain extent can also make me uncomfortable in situations because if I'm uncomfortable because I'm weak at it or I may not have the knowledge on it, that's actually healthy and good because it allows you to make the best business decisions, you know, right. and, and I think as I put that into the big three context, you know, the, the visionaries that, you know, Jeff Quadnitz and Ice Cube are is great because I view myself as a great execution person and a great strategic person that you have this great vision. Okay. Give it to me. Let me go figure out how to make it happen. You know, and right. that's where I think it sits well for me. Right. Um, I just never thought of myself as a creative visionary person creative in some sense, but much more of a business person of how to make things happen and get things done. So like this is going to be a good match. I'm seeing you guys are also a good start already, but saying there's going to be a lot of good things coming out of you two, a lot of you guys partnering up, partnering up together. Oh, I, I think so. I mean, I've already seen it in the first couple of months, you know, right. I, I, you know, the conversations that I'm having, whether it's with Amy Trask or with Clyde Drexler or YouTube, yeah. just, the the things that they bring up and the conversations and how passionate everybody is for the league and how involved, you know, I think, you know, starting people would ask me right away, like, is Cube that involved? You know, do you talk to him? I'm like, yes. The answer is yes. He he, he, he is invested in this league on every level possible. And and he is involved in every level possible. And the thing about it is every time I talk to him, you know, I'll bring up an idea or something and he'll quickly, you know, jump at it and bring three other things to that idea that I hadn't thought of, you know, and that to me, that energizes you, you know, it it, it really motivates you. So that to me is what, you know, especially the first couple of months is we've been, you know, driving towards getting our season announced, signing players, 
thinking about all the new things that we're bringing to the table this year and bringing it back after being off last year. Um, There's a lot of work to do, but there's just so much excitement and, and passion around everything we do. It just makes it easy. You know, it's nothing's easy to do, but it makes it easy because it's really enjoyable. Yes, yeah, a great work environment goes a long way. You always do more than you're supposed to do. You want to be there. It goes a long way, <laughs> a very long way. <laughs> That's right. It does. You, you brought up Amy Kraft. I had I recently had the pleasure of speaking to her also. Great conversation. Also had an interview you've been on a few times. How was it working with them and learning from them? And what have you what have what what have they done has rubbed up on you so far? Because you know, being around all all the all the greatness that they know and the wisdom they have, it, it has to rub off on you, and vice versa. And as you learn, you're learning, they're learning from you. Yeah, I mean, I think the the first thing that that appealed to me, and and as I'm talking to, them, I mean, you know, Amy, Clyde, Jeff, Ice Cube, you know, some of the players that are involved, yes. you know, they're trailblazers, they're pioneers. I mean, the things yes. that people are talking about now about how important it is with sports and culture. I mean, right. the things that are, you know, front and center of people's mind right now, no matter what organization you're in, they've been doing this or a part of it for 20, 30 years. I mean, Amy's yes. background and what she was as yes. an exec- executive in the NFL, what, what Cube has been doing in yes. terms of social justice and culture and equality, uh, he's been doing it for 30 years. You know, Jeff, you know, who's been a leader in, in civil rights and things and representing um, yeah. different entities. So, you know, you're working with really unique people who have been groundbreaking on so many levels. So I think that in itself and what I'm talking to is I try to listen more than talk when I'm, involved, right. when I'm with them because I right. want to absorb all of that. I want to absorb yeah. that knowledge, that brilliance. So a lot of what I'm doing is, is listening to them. And not, not only are they getting me up to speed on everything big three, but also yeah. just the bigger picture because Amy, you know, what she, you know, there's a reason why Amy was recognized in, you know, the NFL's top 100, you know, yeah, uh, greatest, greatest. Yeah. 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 The reason why Clyde is one of the 50 greatest players of all time in NBA history, you know? Um, so the, these credentials are astonishing. And so yeah. I think for me, it's just listen a lot, take in and really understand where they're coming from because it'll help me learn, not just the big three, but also right. how we need to move this organization forward. Definitely. And I say this all the time. If you're the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's uh, so why I love doing NBA panels because every, every, every show is different, and I learn from a guest. Like, I love doing this. You know, one of my colleagues um, at Fox Sports back in the day was Alexi Lawless. And, you know, at the time, I'm a soccer fan as well. We were talking about soccer and talking about youth sports because I've been involved with a lot of youth sports. And he said to me, Right. Just let me give you this piece of advice for your, your daughter. Make sure she's never the best player on the team. He said, you never want your kid to be the best player on the team. He said, because that doesn't give them room to get better. It gives them, doesn't give them room to be challenged. And right. you just think about that. And it's great advice in life, too. Just right. you don't, Being the best person in the room doesn't always help you grow. You know, right, you're right. You feel right. confident. You may feel confident or comfortable, but being the best, you know, you should strive to be the best, but surround your people that are also at that level or looking to be the best or better than you. Again, back to your strengths and weaknesses. Not everybody's strong in everything. So, you know, that I think is a key part of how you look at yourself and how you function and, and the people you surround yourself with. Definitely. 
Yes, the big three, season four is back. I'm really hyped about this. I've ever, I told, I've, I told everyone has been on. I've covered the um, big three through every year it's been on. I mean, it's been created to some extent, and I'm proud of that because this great league and every year it, it grows and grows, and it's back to live test. Um, what are some of the things you guys have implemented to make sure fans are going to be safe when they come back so that they're in a safe environment? Yeah, well, well first, uh, you know, thank you for being a supporter. And I know you're a supporter because, you know, I've listened to you over the past couple of years. And so I know and I've heard you talk about the big three because up until, three, up until three months ago, you know, I was an outsider and a fan, first and foremost, paying attention to what's going on in the league. So right. I've heard you talk about it uh, in the past. Um, so thank you for that. that. Appreciate I, you that. know, in terms of safety, look, you know, the country is obviously you know, still, you know, dealing with the pandemic in a right. lot of different places. Things yeah. are getting better and, and tears are, are going from orange to yellow um, and things are getting better. Look, yeah. we're definitely going to lean on what the, the, the scientific side of health and safety. And so right. wh- whether we're playing in Las Vegas at Orleans Arena or in New Orleans at Xavier, um, right. You know, our combine is in Las Vegas. We're going to follow the city, you know, city health protocols that we need to with those venues. We're going to right. make sure that we're doing everything we can um, to ensure that it's, it's safe for our participants, our fans, our employees. Right. So with our, with our open tryouts that we're, you know, starting next week in Washington, yeah. D.C. and then Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody, we're doing, we're doing on-site rapid testing. So everybody who comes into you know, that event, they're either, they show a vaccination card or they're being tested right there because right. we want to make sure that everybody can feel comfortable and, and we are doing everything we can to avoid, um, you know, possible COVID, you know, infections right. or situations. Right. That's great. And these open tryouts are going to be intense. I mean, open to more than you can play any sport and tryout. It's going to be some intense tryouts. <laughs> I already know it is. Well, <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, it's, it's, it's really, you know, part of how the league has evolved from its first three years, you know, you know, where it was initially, you know, players that were, you know, only pro. And then, you know, the ages have dropped down from 27 to now we're going to 22 years and up and you don't have, you don't have to have pro basketball experience. So, you know, if you're a street baller, if you're a former college player, um, if you're, you know, if you've got the game, we now have the tryouts for you to come show it and you have an opportunity to show that you have game and you, you want, you know, you can earn your chance to, to get into the big three. So I think for everybody out there, um, it's a perfect chance to come, you know, play against, you know, some of the best basketball players in the world and show, show what you got on the court. And, and again, back to the whole idea of big three and, and, you know, our rules being fireball three, um, people are accustomed to playing, you know, half court and three on three more than five on five. You know, it's, right. it's, it's, it's the nature of, of communities. I mean, I grew up playing three on three with friends. I didn't grow up playing five on five at a full court gym because that's right. not what most people have at their disposal. They got right. a park, they got a few buddies, and they got a park they go out to and they can play. So I think the open tryouts is just a, a great formal way for people who think they've got the game and never had the chance, they now have the chance. Yes, this is a great opportunity for someone. You know, sometimes all it takes is the right platform to get on. There's a lot of people that haven't made NBA because they have to get the right exposure. But this could be someone's golden opportunity because you never know. Once you get the right light on you or the right person knows, they see what you get. You see your potential. They're like, okay, we can do. He's sincere. He's sincere about this. He wants it. And that's all it takes. Yeah, and, and 
and we've already seen it a little bit where we've seen draft school players in the past seasons have now worked themselves all the way up to being player captains. So that's obviously yeah. on the more pro level, but it's proof that guys who've got game have come in and they've shown it and proved that they have a great style that fits the big three, that fits our fireball three aspects of how we play right, right. on three. And they've, they've elevated their game from, you know, being in the draft pool to now being, you know, a captain. And I think the same thing. There's a lot of people out there that for whatever reason in their life, they, you know, just didn't get the shot and they, they you know, never got a chance to live that lifelong dream um, to compete. And so I think uh, it does open up, you know, a much bigger breath. And there's a lot of players out there. We've all heard about the street ball legends, you know, yeah. and the different players from, you know, Rucker yeah. to Venice Beach to, you know, the different courts that are legendary, you know, street ball courts. I think we're going to find some diamonds in the rough. And I think that part of the big three going forward is not just the Hall of Famers and the NBA stars that we have playing, but it's right. creating, and, creating and building stars, you know, as a part of the league. Definitely. Um, over the time in management, where was you, have you ever seen a league like the big three just come along and take off the way it has? I mean, it takes a lot of hard work, and you know the hard work has gone behind it. But the big three, like I said, it, it just came on and just took over and took off. Yeah. Like, it had little hiccups, but, I mean, it, it's here and it's grown every year. Yeah, I mean, there's how many leagues have come and gone across right. sports, whether right. it's, you know, basketball, football, lacrosse. I mean, really, the UFC is the only league in the past 20 years that, yeah. has, that has launched, you know, survived, and then thrived. And I think the big three is the second one that, you know, it, it got out of the first year or two, which most leagues can't. And you think about it, it survived. It's yeah. now, you know, gotten through three very successful years, you know, been able to come back from the pandemic, which is, you know, killed and hindered a lot of businesses around our country. Um, yeah. So it survived and now it's in a position to thrive. And I think that it really, um, it's just, it's a distinct style of basketball. I think yeah. there's a lot of great players out there that, you know, as leagues get younger, there are a lot of players that still have a lot in their tank and they want to keep playing. Um, you know, I know there are certain players. I look at the guys in the league the past couple of years that I've grown up watching that can still play. Um, I even look at it like Dr. J. I was a huge Sixers fan as a, as a child, you know, so, yeah. you know, seeing the Dr. J's and the George Gervin's coaching, there, there's just a lot of allegiance to it that you can follow. So, you know, whether you're young and you appreciate the fact that it's fast-paced and the style of our game where there's not a, not, not a time clock and you're playing to 50, or yeah. you're someone who's a little older who has enormous loyalty and appreciation for these legends, um, it, it just it appeals to a lot of different demographics. And I think the style of play and the people associated with it have made it a natural, which is why the fans have embraced it and why it's been successful. Definitely. And I've been fortunate to see it firsthand, the fan experience and immediate experience are, are crazy. I mean, the, these games are always very competitive. I mean, they go down to the wire, especially come to, down to the uh, game point. It, it gets yeah. more intense. I mean, IFG was always courtside. LL was courtside. Yeah, the, the yeah I mean, yeah, you mentioned you were at the finals at Staples in 2019. I was as well. And, you know, you've got Snoop Dogg performing. So the, you know, in-venue experience is amazing. You got LeBron James courtside. You got celebrities courtside. There's just an aura of the yeah. you know live event experience of the big three, because Cube's vision was always this this combination of sports and and music coming together, which you know 
that's what right. the big three has brought. And so, right. again, another way that it appeals to people, whether you're the most avid basketball fan or not, there are certain things about the big three that can just appeal. Um, and look, I, I'm, you know, what's the most exciting thing in, in basketball? The game-winning shot, you know? Yeah. But we have that in every game. You know, every yeah. game ends with a game-winning shot. So I think that there are things like that that make it um, exciting. And, it, you know, and they're quick. It's a fast-moving game. Um, I mean, I saw all this stuff. I love, I love basketball. But the, right. last min- the last minute of a game where, you know, a team is down five and there's repeated fouls, whether it's the NCAA tournament or the NBA, and yeah. the last minute takes 16 minutes in real time, that's hard right. to watch, you know. And I think right. that that is, you know, us having our style and our, the way it works with, you know, no clock and playing to score, it just it, – it, it suits, I think, you know, the viewer at home and the viewer in the stands just better in terms of, of how you, you know, want to experience and want the games to go and flow. Yeah, you're, ex- you're, ex- you're exactly right. An NBA game with two minutes left is more like 15 minutes, <laughs> especially if it's a one-point game or a three-point game. You have fouls, timeouts. Right. You're absolutely right. right. <laughs> absolutely right. Uh, Chris, thank you so much, man, for joining. This was fun. Thank you so much for your time. Well, I appreciate you having me. I've always been a fan of the show. So thank you very much uh, for continuing to support the Big Three. No problem. I definitely thought we forgot to get in the future. Thank you for your time. All right. Take care. You too. Yes, that was Sports Business Media Executive, Big Fleet CEO, Chris Hannon. Thanks for joining me. Catch you next time.